I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be never-ending recreation. In other words, life is constantly a process of recreating yourself. I've got an email here from a viewer who asked me about becoming an alpha male. He's looking at the process as if once he becomes an alpha male, then he'll be able to go out and conquer the world and all his dreams will become a reality. So he's got several questions on that. His perspective is a little off and he asked me for some guidance on whether or not he's focusing on the right things. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm going to go through his email to see what we can do to get him refocused on what he needs to be focused on so he can become the alpha male he's capable of being inside and that he doesn't make success a moving target, if you will. Because for most people, that what do we typically tell ourselves? Well, someday when I have the perfect person in my life to love, then I'll be happy. When I have a million dollars, I will be happy. When I lose 100 pounds, then I'll be happy. When I get the perfect job, then I'll be happy. It's like most of us, we put our – the way we look at success – it's simply a moving target. In other words, unless we reach it, we tell ourselves we're not happy. And one of the things that was interesting to me, and this is going back 11 to almost 12 years ago, when I was at Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny event, one of the things that he focuses on during that particular week is what, we, what he calls your primary question. And every single person that's watching this video has a question that's in the back of your mind that you're always asking yourself. And everything that happens to you in life, you're constantly comparing your results or what's going on or the circumstances in your life to this question that you always ask yourself. And for most people, it's not a very empowering type of question. Like for me, what I realized, my primary question was that I was – and we all have this whether we realize it or not. And Tony, what's really cool about the Date with Destiny seminar is that he takes you through a process to help you discover what your primary question is. And once you understand what it is, then to help you create a new primary question that's much more empowering. And for me, my primary question was, why am I not happy? Why am I not happy? It's like everything that happened in life, I get to buy a nice exotic car. This is awesome. Why am I not happy? And in the back of my mind, that question was always being – I was always asking that of myself without really realizing it. I get into a great relationship. Why am I still not happy? And when you have a, a question like that that's in the back of your mind that you don't even realize that you're asking yourself and everything that's going on in life, I mean you think about it. The question presupposes that you're not going to be happy. So when you have – and most people have questions that are similar to that. And it's no wonder why most of us walk around and we're fucking miserable all the time because we're always asking ourselves a really crappy question. We don't even realize that we're doing it. So I have a quote that I'm going to go through that I wrote and then I'm going to go through this guy's email. And the quote says, you can never stop evolving since there is always another level of success you can get to. No matter how successful you become, there is always another level of self-expression, self-realization, self-reliance incompetency you can aspire to. Life really is one long journey 
and process of constantly recreating yourself anew. In the process of reaching your full potential and achieving your goals, you will become what you need to be in order to achieve your grand vision if you are focused, learn from your mistakes, continually refine your approach, and persist until your dreams are realized. However, once you reach the top of the mountain and achieve your grandest goals and dreams, you will realize that there is an even bigger mountain to climb and grander goals to achieve. Then you will once again set out on another journey to become what it takes in order to make that vision a reality. The circle of life never ends. As I was work, working on coming up with a, a quote for today's video, one of the things that popped in my mind, I've thought about this a lot over the course of my life. I may have shared this in the past in a previous video, but it's a great metaphor for the topic of this video. Like when I was young, I was really big into model trains. I got my first train set. I, I remember we, I was think I was probably six, m maybe seven. And I thought model trains were absolutely the coolest fucking thing in the world. The way the cars just stayed on the track like that, I, it was just – it was awesome to me. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I got my first train for Christmas. It was like a big figure eight. And then I'm, we moved from Illinois down to South Florida and then my dad got me a big piece of plywood and we put the figure eight on there and nailed everything down. And so over the years, as I got more into that stuff, it's like, you know, figure eight gets kind of fucking boring after a while. Well, I started buying different models. I remember I had a fire, a firehouse, two-story firehouse. I had uh, Howard Johnson's restaurant. I had like little houses. I had cars. I made roads. I did landscaping. I bought trees. I bought street lights. And you know, like all the – like the firehouse. I, I don't know. I think I had a church. And I had I had light little light bulbs in these things, so they, all the th all the the little city would light up around the tracks. And I had a figure eight, and I get this thing all built, and I like spent most of my paper route money over over a course of a year or two building this really cool layout. I had a figure eight, maybe a little side spur, so I could have some of the other cars. But I mean, it gets boring watching a train just kind of go around like this all the time. And I looked at, it, I was like. I'm going to build a different layout. So I rip everything up, pull all the buildings off of it, pull all the streets up, all the lights. I mean I had just wired this thing. It was like I put a lot of time and a lot of – you know, every pretty much every penny I had in this thing and then I built a different layout. I get it all landscaped and everything over the course of a year or so and I tear it all apart and I build something new. And then another time I built some mountains in it. I had a d double decker where I, had, I could have two or three different trains running at the same time. And I would just do the same thing. And I've often thought about that at, you know, as I've gotten older and I look back upon my life. And it's like I remember the time I, I got to be like 31, 32 and I had a really great girl in my life. I was really in love. I was really happy. My business was fucking kicking ass. I had a multi-million dollar company. We actually had seven different companies. We were grossing about $7 million a year. We had 40 employees. I had two business partners. I mean things were great. I mean when I had first started my business, all I really wanted to do was at least replace the income that I had when I, when I left Syntex. I think I was making like 38000 a year at the time. This was like 1995 when I, when I left – or actually it was 96 when I, I left Rooney. And I thought, you know what? If I could just buy, fix and sell enough foreclosure properties and at least make at least $40,000 a year in profit, I will have arrived. 
And then I remember five, six years later as – you know, once I left and then I grew that business in, into what it became with my partners and all the great people that we had working for us. I remember just thinking to myself, it was like I, I was I – we had this $2.5 million office building. We were doing a lot of television commercials and it's like I, I just had all these toys and I had way more wealth and things and the ability to travel than I had ever expected. I re- it's like so what happened was like what do you do when you're like 31, 32 years old and you've achieved all your goals? Then what do you do? You create something else. It's like that same analogy with the model trains that I had. And I remember I got to around 2005 and I really just started questioning if I, what I really wanted to do was to stay in real estate. I mean I never imagined that at this point in my life, 45, about to be 46 years old, that I'd be a, a life coach. I don't even know what the hell a life coach was. I mean back when my teenagers, I was always studying self-help and I was really into it. But I was just doing that to help myself to be more successful in life, in business, achieving goals, getting through college. And it's like when I was younger, like when I was in my early 20s especially, it was like I was 10 in bar on the weekends at night because they were really good bar shifts and I made a lot of money. I made more money in my, in my two days – and the weekends, then I was making – I was earning, I remember getting paid like $500 a week for the first job I got as an estimator for a construction company down in Miami. So I was working on the weekends at night, 10 and bar, and I was working 40 hours a week for this general contractor down in Miami. And on top of that, I was taking three or four classes a semester. So literally from the time I got up in the morning at 6.30 in the morning till the time I went to bed at night like around 11, 11.30 – Literally every half hour of my day, Monday through Friday, was completely planned out. Every moment of my time was accounted for. And I always dreamed of what it would be like someday to be done with school, to have my own business, to long since past moved on beyond those things. And I eventually achieved all those things that I wanted by the time I was 31, 32. I had the world by the balls. And, and I get this primary question going through my mind, why am I still not happy? Why am I still not happy? And it wasn't until... 2004, 2005 when – actually it was 2004 when I went through Date with Destiny that that really struck me and I realized how everything that I was doing in my life and all the great successes that I had, I was always presupposing, why am I not happy? And when you're focused on that, whatever you focus on is going to expand. If you're asking – constantly asking yourself, why am I still not happy? Your brain is literally, whether you realize it or not, you're looking for reasons to not be happy. And that sucks and most of us walk around like that and we never know that that is actually going on inside of us. So let's go through this guy's email. So he says, hello, Coach Corey. I need to ask you this question. In my quest to improve never-ending CANI, it's one of the acronyms that Tony Robbins uses, CANI stands for Constant and Never-Ending Improvement. And eventually becoming or approaching to be alpha as much as I can be my sense of all it is in that end, it will be just like unlocking a very secured safe. I collect all this information from coaches and I look for opportunities to apply them as much as I can in my daily life as I live it. However, somewhere along this journey, I cannot escape the notion that someday it will feel as if I dial in the last digit of the code and the vault of alpha finally opens. So what do you think this guy's particular view on success and happiness is? Well, someday once I become this mythological alpha, 
then I'll have everything that I want. But when, when you do that, you're literally living in the future. You're not living in the present moment. You don't allow yourself to enjoy the present moment. Like yesterday, I, was, I had a day off and I literally sat in my place and I fucking did nothing. I, it was a beautiful day out. I stared out. I looked over the city. I sipped tea. I listened to music. I did some reading. And I just remember th- – I caught myself thinking, I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to be busy. I got to do something. I got to go to the gym. I, gotta do- I didn't do nothing yesterday. And I just sat around and I thought about how great it was the fact that I could sit there and do nothing and contemplate the mysteries of life, contemplate my business, contemplate my life, contemplate where I want to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And I was thinking about like back in that time when I was in my early 20s and how I was always dreaming of what it would be like someday to have a business where I could come and go as I pleased. Now I had that kind of a business when I was in my early 30s but I had two business partners and we had 40 employees and the business model because I was in a a very stressful place in that part of my life, my business was built to also give me stress. The business relationships that I had gave me stress. As I was sitting there sipping my tea yesterday and just feeling grateful, the fact that I could sit there. It's like one of my favorite quotes from John Lennon. He said, time you enjoy wasting was not wasted time. I just had the best fucking day just sitting around the house doing nothing. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do shit. Like around 6 o'clock at night, 630 it was it was dark at the time I walked over to the grocery store and what's cool around the lake where I live is there's Christmas lights everywhere I was just walking around it was kind of cool out the weather was nice it was just I just enjoyed walking and going to the grocery store and buying things and being able to walk back especially like when you look at all the things that are going on around the world I feel pretty grateful that I get to do that because I was a lot of people the majority of the people in the world were absolutely love to be able to live the life and lifestyle that I live and live in the kind of place that I live at and be able to sit there and just do nothing all day and sip tea and read and just chill and be present with my thoughts. Like one of my one of my friends who when he left AOL, he walked away with $40 million and when he was younger, what he dreamed about is he dreamed about getting to a place in his life where he could just have time to think. If you think about it, when you're younger, you're going to school, you're working a job, trying to earn a living, you know, especially if you have kids or a family, you don't really have a lot of time to yourself to do those things, to enjoy just doing nothing, to enjoy looking up at the sky and go, God, it's absolutely beautiful out today. The sky is so blue. It's amazing. Look how beautiful the lake is. Look how the sun glistens off the lake. Or at night when the sun goes down and you see all the lights and all the buildings around downtown, it's just beautiful. Just being able to be in that moment and be grateful about where I am and, and where I was. And to me, success is being able to spend your life in your own way. And like this particular guy who wrote the email, he's putting his happiness off. I'll be happy someday. And I used to think like that when I was young. When I have all this stuff, then I'll really be happy. But if you've got a question going on in your mind, it's always saying, why am I not happy? Why, not? why am I still not happy? No matter where you are, you're never going to allow yourself to live in the present moment and be grateful for where you are because life really is just a constant journey. 
one of the very first quotes, I, success quotes I ever memorized when I was in sixth grade. I have no idea where it came from. It was one of my buddies. His name was Alan. And, he, and, and the quote goes like this. I, can't, I have no idea who it was from. And he said it was one his dad taught him. And he said, there's a point at which you can only see so far. And when you reach that point, you can see further. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world when I heard that. It was sixth grade. It was the first success quote I ever memorized. I thought that is really awesome. Just thinking about that. And it's like if you think about that and you look at like where this guy is at, it's like he's living in the future. I'll be happy someday when I have this or I have that. And then life will be great. But the key is it's like what I realized when I was 30, 31, 32. And I had everything that I – way more than I'd ever dreamed I ever have at that point in my life. And just enjoying having what you have and enjoying being where you're at. And then all the whole journey that I went through when I liquidated all that stuff to become a full-time life coach. And I figured out oh, two, three years, I'll be right back where I was. And it took me four to five years just to figure out my fucking business model. It really took me about eight or nine years financially to get back to where I was. I never imagined that it would be like that. And it's like all those years struggling to get there, it's like – it's like you really appreciate things when you don't have them. And the key is is you have to learn to be in the moment and enjoy the journey wherever you are, even if you're just beginning. Because nobody starts out as an expert. Everybody has to learn. It's like all the people that you perceive as being awesome, at one point in their lives, they were a total novice. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So let's get back to his email. I mean, at the, like, when it comes to being alpha, because that's one of the things he's focused on, what is an alpha male? It's like my favorite Steve McQueen quote. I live for myself and I answer to nobody. I mean, how many of us, and when you look at society, how many people really truly can get up and just not give a fuck what other people think about them? How many people get up and can live their lives according to their own expectations instead of the expectations of other people? I mean those two – not giving a shit about what other people think about you and living your life according to your own expectations, those are two of the most freeing things that you can do for your own personal happiness and well-being is to make those choices, to make the choice that I'm not going to give a fuck what other people think about me and I'm going to live my life according to my expectations and what makes me happy. Because everything in society, it's like, I mean, you look at the presidential race, what's going on now. You got everybody, every media pundit from every side of the aisle, everybody's trying to, to imprint on the way they think, oh, that's not appropriate. You can't say that. Oh, that's not politically correct. That's not a nice thing. That's racist. You're a bigot. You can't say that. I mean, people just freaking out because they want other people to conform to their worldview. And all of us, we live and we're surrounded by people that think that same way. You got to conform. You got to be like everybody else. You got to fit in this little box. You got to get married and spend your whole life with the one perfect person. I was just reading that, uh, it was Eva Longoria, the actress. She's just gotten engaged. This will be her third marriage. And I, and I actually looked it up. Her first marriage lasted I think it was two, three years and then her second was to oh, – I can't think of – the guy plays for the Spurs. 
she was with him for I think five years, like four or five years they were married. So it's like again, everybody's like trying to fit in. Oh, I got to get married and be with one person the rest of my life. It's like what are the odds that she by the time she gets to the end of her life is going to spend the rest of her life with this guy that she's getting ready to marry now? She may or she may not. If you look at the numbers statistically, they're not in her favor. It's like when I was in my 20s, I was thinking I got to find that one perfect person. It's like being 45, I didn't expect that I would have had all the relationships that I have had. I figured it would just be one person. But when I try to, to live according to other people's expectations, I made myself miserable. I got myself into a marriage that I should have never gotten into all because I was afraid to be me. All because I was afraid to say no. No thanks. I'm not interested in that. You're awesome. I love you. But I don't want to do this. It's not right for me. I was too much of a fucking pussy to say no and stand up for myself. So I look back on it now and I look at all the relationships I've had over the years. And I go, that's pretty fucking awesome. I've had some really great women that I've had long-term relationships with. And that's really awesome because most people spend their lives with just a handful of people. Again, live your life according to your own expectations and what makes you happy. Just because other people say this is the way you should be, you need to do what makes you happy. It's just funny like when you see with celebrities, what do you typically see when a marriage is going to end? You start seeing it showing up in the in the tabloids. Like I saw I was like I think it was last week Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner. Remember they were getting divorced about 6 months ago. And then they supposedly reconciled because he was I guess was banging the nanny. And they've they're going they've gone to counseling supposedly. I, of course, I see this in the checkout line. And I just saw in the other day that now there's somebody else that he's fucking supposedly. It's like so typically when you see those, and then of course there's always ah oh, it's not happening the public denials. And then a year or two from now, do you think that marriage will last? Statistically, I seriously doubt it. But again, whatever everybody's in society, you got to find one person and spend forever with them. When the divorce rate's sixty percent, that's just not fucking realistic. And doing what I do for a living, I talk to a, I can talk to so many guys that talk about if they were in fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty-year marriages, and they literally had gone a decade or more with no sex at all. I remember one guy I spent almost twenty years with no sex. Can you imagine thirty years with somebody and stopped having sex twenty years ago? I'll tell you what, he went out and got his fucking freak on. He was going to the mall picking up women left and right. They were half his age and he was fucking loving it. He'd been with the same woman since he was a teenager and now he's in his 50s. Can you imagine? So back back to this guy's email. So he says, now am I correct or is this too outcome oriented? Well, just from the tone of your email, I can tell that you're putting your happiness as something that's going to happen at some day in the future. But what are you going to do? Be miserable every day of your life until you get to this place? And at the end of the day, it's like people that – the guys that went to the moon. What do you do when you come back from that? How do you fucking top going to the moon? How do you top winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, you go win another one. But at the end of the day, if you think about it, it's just really one moment in time. First person to set foot in the moon. You're the 10th person to set foot in the moon, whatever. You come back. What's next? You win the Super Bowl. Everybody celebrates. Then an hour later, everybody's going home. Yeah, there's parties and stuff for a week or two after that. You get your ticker tape parade. But then what? You get a bonus. 
But then what? It's on to the next season. It's about the journey, who you become in the process of achieving your goals. Because you have to, it's like I talk about in my book, you have to become what you want to attract. It's all about the process. Life is a journey and finding a way to enjoy your journey of achieving your goals. Because the way you're going about it, dude, you're going to make yourself miserable until you achieve this. And then once you get there, you really, you'll have the realization, oh, I did it. I made it. Just like you won the Super Bowl. And then you're going to be thinking, is this it? Is this all there is? I waited my whole life for this? It was just like the first time I was madly head over heels in love with somebody who felt the same way. It was like it was spectacular. But it's like afterwards, after that infatuation wore off, it was like, God, it was just a total mind fuck. It's just you have this idea of how life is going to be and everything's a fantasy because you don't experience what you're dreaming about. I fantasize. I was 31 years old when that happened. I dreamt about that moment since as far back as middle school. That was a long fucking time to finally realize something. But again, it's just learning to find joy in every moment of every day, even when you're struggling, even when you're not even close to being where you want to be. That is the art. That is the art of happiness. I honestly do not expect my improvement to ever end, but somehow I feel like I need some kind of platform where I can take a breath and then move on. Like I said in the quote, you get to a certain goal and you go, this is awesome. And you're like, is this all there is? What's next? And you're like, wow, there's actually a bigger mountain over there. I couldn't even see that from back where I was. Because as you grow and you become more and you develop your skills, you learn things you didn't know. It's like one of the things Confucius said. Real knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. And when you achieve the top of that mountain, you realize, wow, there's so much more to see, do, and learn. I mean to say I reach alphaness and then move on to conquer the world as this other person that I have become. You see a lot of that kind of mindset in enlightenment. Like talk about enlightenment and someday we'll have this thousand-year perfect peace on earth. And then like what I've I've learned because it's like, oh, I've got to get to the next level. i got to get to the next level. And you think, oh, I'm just going to – you're going to sit around and zen out all day long and just experience bliss. And what I personally realized from studying all these different spiritual traditions, my own spiritual journey, is that really enlightenment is just a perspective change. It's not that you're just going to sail across the skies in a fucking magic carpet. It's just can you live in the present moment and find joy in, the little, in, the, in a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? I had a Butterfinger bar yesterday. I, I can't remember the last time I had a fucking Butterfinger. I mean, I haven't had one of those in years. It's fucking delicious. It's just enjoying a Butterfinger bar. Can you enjoy the little things? Can you relate to how much I am off target or how much my frame of reference is wrong? It's just changing your perspective, dude. You got to find joy in the little moments. You got to find joy in where you are right now. I am not patient in my opinion as I already feel like I have accepted the fact that I will always have to invest in improving to be the best and better version of me that I cannot have it all. It's like one of the things Oprah says. You can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. It's a process. 
but that I can have as much as I earn according to my invested effort, Earl Nightingale and James Allen, but it sometimes feels like stretching a rubber band without a breaking point. If you can make me see how to deal with this, I am ever thankful. I must admit that I intend to be more inner game focused than outer game. Well, you definitely have to practice. You can sit here and study and study all these things you want, but if you're not applying it, you're not going to get anywhere. But since I have the belief that my inner game or that inner game is really fundamental before starting a good outer game, it seems to be the right approach to let my outer game naturally flow out of my inner stability. Well, one of the things that Buddha said, faith without action is meaningless. You must, you're learning all this great stuff. You have to apply it. For the average person, they know where they want to go. But all they do is they tell themselves a story about why they can't have it or now is not the right time or the next week, next year, next month. And they never move towards what they want. It's their whole life becomes an exercise in avoiding potential immediate pain or things that are unpleasant. And so five years goes by, 10 years goes by, 20 years goes by and nothing changes. They end up someplace where they didn't want to be because all they did was make excuses. At least if you're pointed in the right direction and you're moving towards where you want to go and you're taking action, you're, le- you're getting results, you're learning from your results, you're learning from your successes, you're learning from your failures, you're constantly studying, you're constantly gathering new information, you're constantly refining your approach and you persist without exception. That's what it takes to get to where you want to be in life. And that's definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab, the top of the page on any screen, any page of my website. Just follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works for you. And I will talk to you soon.